All right. So, uh, folks, thanks for listening today. I'm excited to be talking to Jake Wolf. Um, Jake and his wife, Shannon, own Capital Club 16 in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is a phenomenal uh, family-owned restaurant. I, I can say that uh, with certainty. I've been there several times. Uh, we've actually filmed Jake for our video series. They have great food. They have great service, great ambience, and uh, and they've just done a wonderful job of building a an establishment that uh, has a great following and a wonderful reputation in Raleigh. So, Jake, thank you um, for taking time today to do this. Well, thanks for having me, Will. It's good to, to talk to you today. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, you guys, how long? By the way, how long have y'all been open now? So this summer is going to be five years for us. I can't believe it's gone that quickly. Uh, uh, but this June will be five years. Uh, the only proof is that our son was newborn when we opened out. He's uh, peeling potatoes, so that's the that's the proof to the pudding that we've actually been around that long. It's been a it's been an awesome awesome run so far, and we hope to have many many more years here. That's great, man. So you got and actually we were just talking. So you you all are closed on Mondays um, uh, routinely as you are today, uh, which is a good time to kind of catch your breath and. I imagine a lot of times you're. I mean, end of the day, you're doing some work, um, uh, some some repairs and some some upgrades and things like that. I mean, what is it a typical Monday? Is it split between doing that kind of stuff and then just kind of handling the the business of the business, if you will? Or um, what what do you think is important for y'all to kind of take a day every week to um, not be open and and uh, work on other stuff? Well, we, we are open until 2.30. We close for lunch, and then we don't reopen for dinner. So Monday evenings is our week, uh, our day to catch up uh, from the previous week, whether it's inventory or uh, or, or ordering, uh, any sort of light repairs, and um, also, too, just to, um, to, to caucus and meet with our managers and uh, meet with my wife, Shannon, who plans the special events, uh, special menu planning, and just things like that, because... Um, it's hard to do that when the restaurant's open, and we thought Monday nights is a good time where we can just meet in here, um, go about uh, organizing the upcoming week, and um, see if we need to address anything from the, the previous week. Good deal. And so that you guys, have been, so that's that's uh, been a good format for you all, and it's worked well. And um, uh, you find that um, there's probably a lot of things that can get overlooked if you don't have that time at some point during the week, I would imagine, that are hard to, to find time to get to that are really important parts of the business, aren't they? Yeah, you're definitely right about that. Uh, we are a mom-and-pop restaurant to the bone. I mean, it's my wife and I and my son uh, in this thing, and uh, we're all, all hands on deck all the time. And just to have one shift where we're, where we're not open actually lets us uh, actually lets us catch our breath, lets us uh, kind of reorganize. And um, if we didn't have that, it would be very difficult to fit those um, those special tasks in. I know people do do it, but um, but we just we just find that this really works for us. Gives us a a, a breather and kind of a uh, the downtime that we need to um, kind of reduce and and get going. Yeah, man, and you you all really are. I mean, you you say your your mom and pop to the bone, and, and um, you truly are to the point that one of the things I I think is really interesting about. Um, you know, your vision for what you're doing is that you, you, you call it an extension of your home. And um, I've seen that, but talk a little bit about that and why you all look at it that way and what that means to you. Yeah, so um, that that is kind of what we, how, or how we refer to, to Capital Club 16. Um, we've decorated with um, 
treasures that we found in different family members' attics or basements or um, actually our big back table is my parents' old kitchen table. So uh, it's something that um, it, it gives us the warmth and the feeling that, okay, this place is um, Capital Club 16 is where we're going to be a lot of the time, so we better make it homey and make it feel good. And I think a lot of that uh, can translate over to, the, to our guests. They feel the same thing um, when, when they come in. Um, a lot of our staff, too, has have been with us almost since the beginning, and um, it's just familiar faces, uh, familiar um, good comforting food, uh, and uh, and just a good um, positive atmosphere is kind of how we um, how we try to how we try to run our restaurant. And um, a lot of times, it's it's we do feel like we're at home here, not just because we're here all the time. That's a plus, and I mean that in a good way because we love doing what we do. We wouldn't be doing this if we didn't love it. Um, my wife has a background in television uh, production and fashion, and uh, I've been a cook all my life, and it's just something that we've uh, found that we can do together and raise a family. And, um, and uh, yeah, it is an extension of our home. Let me ask you something. So you mentioned, because um, I find this is really cool, is you, you said a lot of your staff you know, have been around since the beginning, and this is an industry with a lot of turnover. Um, I've seen, you know, what I believe is, uh, you know, a, a great example from both you and your wife, Shannon, of just really leading by example and caring passionately about the business and not just the business but the staff. But what, why do you think you've been able to keep people so long? Because that's not easy to do in your industry. Yeah, you're, you're definitely right about that, and that's the key to keeping um, uh consistent service and just um, the good energy around the restaurant is having uh, a, a good staff and, and really a good family working with us. Um, you know, not the mentality of working for us. It's we're all working together. We're all in this thing together. And so so that's kind of how we look at it. We're more important about about finding people who care because you can't train someone to care, but you can train someone to, um, uh, you know, do any sort of uh, technical job in the restaurant. But caring that comes from the heart and we really look for those people and those that we do find that care we try to really hold on to them and, and if they have things that they need to do in their personal life um, you know and, and things come up we are definitely trying to work with everybody to 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 um, you know just make this an environment where we're understanding people's needs if they need time off we try to um, we try to work with, with them on that and if someone you know, is struggling or saying, you know, we just try to try to coax them along and, and keep it positive. And, and really, it's such a, it's kind of a, a I don't want to say cheesy, but, you know, smiles are contagious and good energy is contagious, but it really is. It really, truly is. If someone's having a bad day, it will, um, it will uh, uh, kind of morph to the next person. And if, if someone can stymie that with a, with a big smile and kind of lift them up, then everybody gets turned around and they're back on their feet and we're ready to, uh, you know, uh, take care of business. Yeah, and you all are always, you know, you, you and your team, you do seem to, you're, you just have a really good, positive energy and vibe the several times that I've been there. And one thing I know that you've mentioned is the importance of, I mean, your, your presence is, uh, your presence, Shannon's presence as owners of the restaurant, uh, has been, I think, a really important part of your success. Do you agree with that? That you're because you're there so much that that has really been a, a key aspect of why you've been able to to do so well with Capital Club 16. 
Well, I, yeah, I do agree. It's I, I do agree with that to um to to an extent. You can't have you can't be here all the time, so that's why it's so crucial to have a, a great staff. But the fact that we do try to really make it a point and be here, even on our nights off, we'll come in and eat as a family at the restaurant. And um and and one, um the price is right. Just uh, kidding about that, but um but other is it is fun to be in here. We do enjoy being in here, uh, and. and um, and if, if the if the folks working with us see that, if the customers and the guests that they see that, then uh, you know that can only be a good thing. And so uh, we try to be in here and, 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 like you said earlier, lead by example. And uh, you know we're all working for the same goal here. There's uh, there's so many great restaurants existing in Raleigh, and so many continuing continuing to open that if we just keep on doing what we're doing, um, I feel like we're going to be just fine. Do you think, like, do you look at it sort of like, um, because there are a lot in Raleigh, Raleigh's um, an exceptional town for uh, independent restaurants in particular, really good, well-run, um, successful places like yours and so many others. Do you think, it, do you sort of look at like a rising tide lifts all boats um, uh, when you see others opening, you know, around you? I, I think when when we see these new, new places open and, and um People in town opening multiple places, or new chefs coming to town, or new restaurants coming to town and opening. It just makes us um, know that we have to keep our game on. You know, we have no time to get too too comfortable with what we're doing because we th- there is that chance that you know someone will go to someplace else if they don't come in and have an awesome visit with us. So we really try to keep our game up, try to keep um, uh, pumping out some some awesome local specials, um, you know, menu items using local ingredients, also trying to um, have really fun restaurant events, whether we're doing wine dinners or beer dinners or uh, casks, local beer casks, um, that type of thing. Um, but definitely Raleigh is a uh, city in the area, surrounding area, that definitely supports the, uh, the local um, locally owned restaurant owner uh, restaurants, locally owned restaurants, and it's one of the the, the, the places where, where cities where I've been to, where so many of the locally owned restaurants are powered as the, by the chef in the kitchen being a either owner, part owner, um, something like that. So everybody's got stake in it, and and you can tell by the love and everything that goes into the food, and not just the food though. The, the the total appearance, the total package of the restaurant. Talk to me a little bit about um, your philosophy on uh, your menu and, you know, how do you find the right balance between having enough options and then not overwhelming somebody with too many options to where you know that everything that you cook is going to be really good because you're, you know, you're you're focused on a certain number of of, uh, items on the menu. Yeah, that's a good point. There, that's a good question because um, with the uh, keeping the menu fresh and exciting and also not overwhelming uh, is a tricky. It's, it's a tricky thing. It's like having a few balls in the air at one time because you are also um, you run into if you do go too big on the menu, you run into not um, not selling certain dishes and um, then you have storage issues as well. So uh, it is a happy medium of keeping your vision clear of what you do at your restaurant. Uh, you know, we're American food with some European influence, primarily German, because I lived in Germany for a year and was a chef at a German restaurant in New York City for five years. 
So that is our influence. But by any means, we're not a German restaurant. We do a lot of local, a lot, a lot of local uh, ingredients, a lot of vegetarian food. Shannon's a vegetarian, so she balances me out. So we make sure that we have something for everybody on the menu. Um, but and staying in those guidelines of the um, traditional American with the European style food, uh, you could come in and get a brat on a roll or a vegetarian sandwich for six, seven, eight, nine bucks, or you could come in and get a North Carolina uh, fresh fish or um, or a steak for around $20. And um, it's just we want to have, if those people search out for a traditional German dish, we want to make sure we got at least one or two of those to offer because um, people make the effort to come down for those special niche things too. Um, it's funny because when we first opened, people thought we were, they, they read my background and all this and that, and they thought we were going to be a very kind of German heavy restaurant, but we turned out to um, kind of uh, surprise a good amount of folks is because we did offer those vegetarian dishes. We had dishes of, with quinoa and um, local vegetable rice um, skillets and um, awesome vegetarian grilled cheeses and things like that that really um, can appeal to different folks. You know, if you come in with a group of people, some are vegetarian, some are not, we're a good place for that because we can we can cater to those those um those needs. Tell, tell me a little bit about the difference between, you know, so you were a chef for a while and there's like you know, there's a lot of folks that are great chefs, but then making the transition from being a great chef to being a great owner, for some they figure it out, for others it's 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 hard. Like wh- what do you think about that and how was that transition for you, and what advice would you have to somebody that says, you know, gosh, I've been a chef a while, I, and I've been working for other people. I really want to own my own place. What are the, what are the things they need to think about uh, yeah, as they the, go into doing that? That's the million-dollar question right there, because um, I spent a lot of time in my past uh, training to be a cook and working my way up from different positions in the kitchen to a chef, and then... Um, I mean, I'm talking years and years of doing that and then decide to make the jump to restaurant owner and chef, which is tricky because most chefs are like detail freaks and just want to cook every dish that goes out of the kitchen and prep everything because not because we, uh, it's not a delegating thing. It's more of like we want to do it. And if you're really into it and you love doing it, you want to cook all those dishes. And then you have to start delegating more and understand that you can't do everything. You can't cook every um, dish for lunch and dinner that goes out. So then you surround yourself with with good um, people who care that you can train and that that have the same goals and believe what you want to what believe what you're trying to put forth and um, um, and then uh, and then you have to start focusing on the things like our Monday night is uh, of of the maintenance things. When you're a chef in a restaurant, you're not normally in on the night off uh, doing the repairs or or things like that and you have to start looking a lot closer at not just your food inventory from being a chef, but you have to look at all your liquor inventory and your beer and wine, and and then you're planning more special events. It's like the total package. Um, being a chef is no easy task, and it's not for everybody, but the people who love it and are that into it and um, and – are in the right restaurant where they can thrive is one thing, is an awesome thing. And, and for a long time I did that. And then it's just a total different um, 
different uh, operation when you jump to restaurant owner. I guess I'm speaking for me. I'm not speaking for everybody, but this is how sure. I, I've seen it and, and through my uh, experience. Um, and I just I can't be in the kitchen and, and do as much as I, I used to because I'm dealing with, you know, all the other things. And then um, on another note, it also gives you, when you're not cooking every dish that goes out of the kitchen, it gives you a chance to go out and actually talk to your guests and um, get to know the folks, get to have a beer with them at the bar, share a beer um, and, and talk about stuff. And, and and it becomes more of a, more of like a, like a family thing too. They're all coming over to your house to eat and you host them and, and talk to them and that sort of thing. So I hope that kind of, I hope that kind of makes sense. No, it makes a ton of sense. It really does. And it seems like, you know, like those things, particularly things like inventory and accounting and things that are these sort of non-sexy business side of the restaurant business are so crucial to to get right um, and make the difference between success and failure a lot of times. Uh, But maybe you're, you know, Overlooked sometimes by folks that you know are really more into the creative side or the cooking side. Would, that, would you agree? Absolutely, a hundred percent, we agree. Because when you say something like that, you get so many create, and you, you get a chance as a cook and a chef to be creative, and then you then you have to hone it into being creative and also um, uh, profitable. Because if we're not making a profit, we can only do it for so long. And it is all about being a successful business. And that's the biggest challenge. It's like some of these, um, you you can be an awesome, fantastic chef, cook, come up with the best dishes. And that's a really rad skill. But to do that and be able to have a restaurant that's successful and stay in business is is amazing. Because I'm just saying, as as I look at some people that are in my community that do that, and I'm, I'm totally like, pumped and, and like psyched to know them and bounce questions off them and they bounce questions off me because it is those little things. Being a restaurant owner is all about pennies and those pennies add up to nickels and dimes and quickly all that adds up to dollars and those dollars are left on the table at the end of the night if they're being wasted or we're not really paying attention to our inventory or menu items and purchasing and all that sort of thing. It's a very tricky, tricky thing to uh, get the hang of all that. And um, a lot of it is done by trial and error, definitely. How do you get your staff to understand that? And let me put this question in a little bit of context because it's, a, it's, a, it's one where when I, I worked one summer years ago in the kitchen in a restaurant uh, doing prep and making salsas. And I'll never forget the guy that ran that restaurant, GM, would come back there, and I would have, like, shredded cheese. And I would have, like, shredded cheese spilled on the counter, you know, where I had been, like, just not particular with, you know, getting it all where it needed to be and putting it in the container. And he would literally pick up, like, he would pinch, like, this small pile of shredded cheese. And he would look at me and he'd say, Will, money, money, money. 
and he would put it, you know, in the container. In other words, like I had spilled it out and I was sloppy, and I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Like I just, it, mm-hmm. it didn't, it, I didn't get it at the time. Now I totally get it. Like money, money, money is what you were just talking about. It's a pennies business, but pennies times one is, you know, not that big of a deal. But pennies mm-hmm. times twenty times a day times three hundred sixty-five days a year times ten years is thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars that make it's really important so how do you get your staff to understand because you're it's your baby and you're running the business so it's important to you from that to plus you see the numbers uh and so you're very finely attuned to them aware of them how do you get your your team to understand that and think like that as well oh yeah that's that's it's a difficult thing because as you're when you're working for somebody else you you um you're conscious of that stuff and you're wary of, of okay you know we can't waste we need to keep our our percentages under a certain amount but when you are actually writing the checks and then seeing the bank account and then you know doing the ordering and, and doing all that stuff it's like almost uh, i can get a little radical on this sometimes but it's like opening your wallet up and and if someone's going to throw um something away that doesn't need to be thrown away um or they're cutting too much off the trim of the chicken or the or 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 uh, the end of the zucchini or something like that. It's like me opening my wallet. And I said, should I just throw these dollars into the, uh, into the, uh, into the, fr- into the, into the trash? You know, it's something along those lines. Cause that's basically what it is. It, and, and it's also another point too, is um, the same thing in the kitchen um, with, with, with actual, uh, with actual food waste. Then you have, you know, overpours on drinks giving your friends too many drinks because if they're your friends, they're going to come in and support and pay to be at your restaurant and bar and be happy to support by paying. You don't need to give all your friends free drinks. Then you look at the labor end of things. Even if you're a server and you're making whatever the base server raise, I don't know, it's like between two and $3, somewhere around there. And uh, my wife handles the payrolls. I don't know right exactly what the, the, the servers are making, but um, even if a server spit on, an extra 15 minutes to 30 minutes, you know, that's an extra dollar or two um, on the payroll. And and to them, it may not think of much, it may not, you know, think of much, you know, that they're going to be wasting or, or, or whatever on the clock. But if everybody's doing that, if everybody's staying on the clock an extra 15, 20 minutes to 30 minutes to an hour and you're a server, that adds up to, like you said with the food, it can add up to, to hundreds and thousands of dollars eventually. And you have to look at that. Okay, so this person stays on an extra 30 minutes every time they work. Um, this guy's cutting too much of the tomato off the, the, the core and, and throwing it away. It all adds up to, um, you know, are we going to be able to buy that new keg system at the end of the year? Something like that. You know, that's how uh, I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is a really tangible example that, that people can relate to. Um, yeah, I just found that to be really interesting, and it's such a. It seems to be just from talking to so many owners over the years of, um, you know, with doing this kind of stuff. It seems like that's such a like you you guys that get it and that figure it out and that are successful like y'all have been. That always seems to be something that's so important, and so it seems like so. If you're listening to this, it's just something to never lose sight of is how critical those those small little things that seem small uh, can add up to be so important and can really make a difference between, you know, success and failure or, 
you know, great success and just getting by or, or whatever. Um, but, um, golly. Hey, Jake, you can, I, I really appreciate you doing this. Y'all, you just, uh, I really admire what y'all have done. I loved doing the videos when we were there with you. They were so awesome. I loved just listening to you talk about, you know, your philosophies and, and I've enjoyed talking to you today. And you, you really are a guy that, um, I think, you know, I know everybody in your community admires what you're doing, and I do too. And you mentioned sharing or, you know, talking to other folks there. Do you do you have, like, a lot of, um, like, do you learn, like, do you have a good group of, of other restaurant owners around there that, you know, maybe are friendly competitors where you, you know, you share ideas or you learn from each other? Or, like, what's your, like, how do you handle that? It's, um, in, in town here in Raleigh, it's a, um, I guess it's a, a, a broad variety of restaurants now where nobody's really doing the same thing. Yeah. So those that I that I pick their brain and they, they come over here and, 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 and we'll have a drink and just talk about, oh, man, blah, 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 how was your weekend? And, you know, this, this, or that. Or, hey, are you, get, are you still getting the same oyster mushrooms from the Raleigh City Farm? Um, uh, yeah, and... and have you gotten this from this farm? And there's a lot of that sharing knowledge and wanting to help this scene grow, which is cool, definitely. Um, yeah, which is a which is a good thing to have and a good you know just smart way to just you know I guess not look at everybody as a um, a competitor, but maybe more you know if, if everybody's helping with each other's success and it's a good thing. And Raleigh is a good good place for that. Do you um? You know, one thing, I want to ask you one more thing, and, and I'll let you go, but one time you said to me, you said, uh, you know, don't don't buy a wine because somebody, you know, don't buy, don't put a wine on your wine list because somebody sold it to you. Put a wine on a wine list because you you had it and you enjoyed it and it was something that, you know, you thought was really good. And I, I probably butchered your point, but the point being that, you know, you really um, have to put yourself into every decision you make for the restaurant. And I, I, I thought it was such an important thing that, you know, your uh, even just decisions like that, like I, I, I'm going to put this wine bottle on there because I really love the wine, not because you know some wine salesperson convinced me that it was good. That seems to be an important part of the way that you operate as well. Oh yeah, that, I mean I think that is uh, that, that's totally crucial. I'm I'm kind of tucked into the corner of our bar right now because the guys are replacing the sink in the bathroom, so it's the quietest part in the restaurant. But I'm looking at my back bar. And we've got about six new wines from Austria and uh, France that are just totally um, fantastic wines. You can't pick them up in grocery stores. They're just super tasty, and they go well with our food. And, and um, they're, some of them are a little bit off the beaten path. But uh, what we do, too, is we don't try to sell wine by um, too many technical terms. We try to get them to taste it. So we'll pour you a little taste as you come in. Hey, what does the Frankish taste like? Which is um, this great Austrian wine we have on the menu now. And just uh, um, and and we just uh, give them a little nip, a little taste, and and say, hey, if you're going to eat this tonight, maybe this will. Well. And and they might like it, might not like it. Then we'll try it again with something else. But yeah, it's really important to go through your menu and um, you know cook for yourself because if you cook for yourself, if you're liking the food, that's what I tell the cooks too in the kitchen. It's like, hey, taste this and. And would you eat it? And and would you be psyched on it if you did eat it? And um, and that's how all the dishes have to go out. Uh, we've got four taps on our on our little beer system here, 
couple of them are German and a couple of them are local, and we get good calls for for both of them. And it's fun to see, uh, you know, friends and and staff and and folks that are close to the restaurant enjoying the same things that we enjoy. That means like we're we're, we're all on the same page, and uh, and um, they know that we are putting the heart into it to put something out there that, that we really care about, and uh, and that we're sharing with people. And uh, we all can have fun doing it together. Awesome, man. Well, you clearly got your heart, your passion, uh, and love in your business. And, and um, you know, you I just really admire what you all have done, Jake. So congratulations on five years of, of uh, success and, and years to many, many more. And um, just thank you so much. Again, you've always been so kind to take your valuable, precious time to help us with things like this. So uh, all of us here at Schedule Fly really appreciate it, and I know anybody listening to this will get so much out of, of hearing what you had to say. So uh, thank you very, very much. Well, thank you, Will. We definitely appreciate what you guys do. It made my wife's life a lot easier. She's the, the producer of the of the bunch, and um, and and we're definitely uh, uh, psyched to be a part of the uh, extended Schedule Fly family. And um, anything uh, you know, you guys need when you're in town, come uh, come see us. Count on it, man. Y'all take care. Tell Shannon I said hello, and I uh, will talk again soon. We'll do. So long. All right. Thanks, Jake.